Sounds like we've been singing about trust and faith and hope. All things that a disciple does with Jesus and in Jesus. And so we're just looking at discipleship. What is a disciple? And so we should be able to call ourselves tonight disciples of Jesus. A disciple is simply a learner, somebody who comes in behind Jesus and follows him. And he tells us, as he told his disciples then, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so that is what God calls us to do. We call this the Great Commission. He just commissions us. He commands us to go out and make disciples, that is, make learners of him. Uh, the way we do that is simply influencing people, watching, letting people watch us and see what Jesus is all about in our lives and influencing them to the point they say, hey, I want what you got. Something's missing in my life. What is it? Oh, I see. And so we're able to share with them what Jesus did in our lives and how he can do the same thing in their life. So as we become this disciple, as we are made a disciple, and we're making disciples, we're simply a follower of Jesus. We learn from him. We're just learning from him what it is to be a Christian. We're serving him. We have a relationship with him. And then that leads us into a lifelong process, what we call discipleship. That is the process of becoming that committed follower of Jesus Christ. And so as we're saved, it's a one-time event that has lasting effects. Once we get saved, it lasts until we die, and then we go to be with Jesus face to face. But along the way, we're learning to be like him because I don't know about you, but there was a lot to learn once I got saved. After I got saved, I had a whole, whole lot to learn about Jesus that I'm still learning today, as probably you are, and we're just going through that process of becoming that committed follower of him, and we call it discipleship. So tonight we move into another phase, another part of this discipleship, what it means. And Jesus told his disciples then, and he tells us today, disciples today, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And so there's something we need in this world, and it's called rest. And how do we get it? We come to Jesus. Who are those that need to rest, the weary and the burdened? And so that may be us tonight. And so what does this word weary actually mean? It means this, becoming tired as a result of hard and difficult circumstances. This could be hard labor, hard physical labor, but that's not what the word is leaning toward. It's leaning toward hard and difficult circumstances. Now, that may be a job, may be work that we do, but more than that, it's our circumstances going on around us. You know, sometimes, I don't know, maybe uh, some people have fa family problems. Maybe there's things going on in your family. <sighs> this is hard. <laughs> what I'm going through with my family is very difficult. What I'm going through with my family is very hard. What I'm going through with my family just drags me down. It burdens me. It it, it, it's closing in on me. There's just so much going on. It seems like once I get through that thing, well, here comes another thing. And, or, or maybe it's friends, friendship. Or maybe it's things at work. Maybe it's just things in society. Maybe just there are things we're going on in our homes, our work, our school, just around us. But it's things that are hard and difficult circumstances that are happening in our life, making us weary, making us tired as a result of what we go through. It means exhausted from the burdens of life. There's just things that come into our life day in and day out that just burdens us. And as a result of that, we get exhausted. We sometimes say things like, if one more thing's happened in my life this week, I'm just going to, you know, I've had it up to here. 
and, and I'll get it up to here and, and, you know, all this sort of thing. And we make statements maybe to the person we love the most or maybe to nobody. But sometimes we just get tired of our circumstances. Sometimes we get exhausted from the burdens in life that have come into our life. We didn't ask for it. We didn't go looking for it. We're just sitting around minding our own business, and here it comes, whatever it is. And now we get burdened, we get exhausted, we get tired as a result of this living and circumstance. So what does Jesus say to us when we get this way? He says, come to me, and I'll give you rest. But not only those that are weary, there's another word he had there. He said weary and burdened, so it's a step further. To be burdened means to be just loaded down. So here we are. We're getting tired from the hard and difficult circumstances. We're getting exhausted from all these burdens coming on us. But now it's just loading us down. It's just coming on to us. It's actually we're trying to carry a heavy load of things that are happening around us. The literal sense of the word comes from the cargo you put on a ship. And that day and time, of course, they didn't have ships like we see today. They had sails and all that. But they would load up a cargo ship, load up a cargo ship, and once it got to a certain depth, they realized the, the weight is enough. And if we put any more on there, once they set for sale, then if we get too much weight on there, it's going to turn it over, it's going to tip it, or it's going to put it low in the sea and the wave comes in, then it's going to sink and all that. So they made sure that they didn't put too much weight on it so it wouldn't go down too deep in the water, therefore take on water and turn over or sink. Well, same thing happens to our life sometimes too, doesn't it? We get cargo that comes and weighs us down, it starts coming into our life, and a little bit's okay, and a little bit more is okay, but at some point, we get so burdened down, one more piece of cargo come into our ship, and we're going to sink, or we're going to turn over, or we're going to have a problem, and so this word burden just means to be loaded down, carrying a heavy load. Our ship gets too loaded down, and we begin to sink, and so what does Jesus say about it? He says, come to me. If you're weary, you've got all these circumstances going on in your life, you're exhausted, you're tired, you're heavy loading, laden, you're, you're heavy burdened by things going on in your life. He says, just come to me. And what is he going to do to us? Give us rest. He says, I want to give you refreshing. I want to refresh you. And so sometimes we can be out in the hot sun like we're in these days and look at next week, seeing the weather. I mean, we're approaching 100, if not 100 every day. Heat index over 100, that kind of thing. And so we get out in weather like that, and then we come in just hot, come in tired, and we just need to be refreshed. We want to cool off in the air condition, the fan, uh, maybe some water, you know, something like that, just trying to get refreshed, changing clothes, taking a shower, and all that sort of thing. We need some refreshing, and that's what Jesus does when we get weary, when we get burdened. He says, come to me, and I'll refresh you. In fact, he says, we need to be recovered. We just need to be recovered from all this heaviness going on in our life, all this weariness, all this burden. I need you to be recovered. The only way it's going to happen, he says, is to come to me. I want to relieve you from the trouble and anxiety. All this stuff that's going on about this hard and difficult circumstances, all this exhaustion that's being on your life from the burdens of life, all this loaded down and carrying a heavy load, he said, I want to relieve you from your trouble and anxiety because all these things that are happening around us are happening in our lives, burdening us down, weighing us down, getting heavy on us. Sometimes we get a little anxious about it, don't we? We get a little worried about it. What am I going to do next? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next week? Boy, here comes this and here comes that. What's next coming? You know, all this. And we get anxiety about it. We get troubled about it. And Jesus says, come to me. 
I'll give you refreshing, I'll give you recovery, and I'll give you relief from your trouble and your anxiety. And so this rest Jesus is talking to us, talking to us about giving us is a spiritual thing, an emotional thing, and not necessarily physical. Because it's not always the physical problem that we have, it's the emotional and the spiritual. It's not that I'm just tired physically, I'm tired mentally, and I'm tired spiritually. One more thing comes on me, and boy, I'm just going to lose it, I'm just going to blow it, I'm, you know, all that sort of thing. And so Jesus says, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Rest being refreshing, recovery, and trouble from your, uh, relief from your trouble and anxiety. He does not say, all these burdens you've got, all these problems that have come into your life, he does not say, I'm going to remove them from you. You know that thing going on with your family? He says, come to me with it, and I'll just take it away from you, and I'll, I'll just relieve you of that, and you won't have it. He doesn't say that. All these things are going on in our life physically, uh, what the doctor says or all these other things happening. He doesn't say, come to me with it, and I'll, I'll take it away from you. He says, come to me with it, and I'll give you rest. Doesn't say, I'll take it away. Doesn't say, I'll remove it. He said, I'll give you rest in the middle of what you're going through so that you can keep going through what you're going through, but you'll do it with me going through it with you. Because he says this in the next verse. As we come to him, find the rest that we need for your weary and burdened souls. I'll give you rest. He says, now take my yoke upon you and learn from me, from gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You'll find I'll give you rest from your anxieties and your troubles. But even more than that, I'll give you rest for yourselves. So it's that emotional, that spiritual part of us that needs that rest from that weariness that we have, from that burden we have, from our soul. And he says, the way we do that, the way it starts, how do we get it? Take my yoke upon you. What does that mean? What does the word yoke mean? Years and years ago, in fact, I've got a picture of my grandfather cutting hay with a hay mower that's being pulled by two mules. Didn't have a tractor. Didn't have these fancy mowers that you see Lane and Wayne using all the time out there, you know, being pulled by a tractor and things just spinning around, these blades turning, just mowing that grass. I mean, they're just running fast across that field with that tractor, and you see that a lot of times when you go by places. Wasn't that way. Had this mower being pulled by two mules. Now, how fast can that go? How fast can that go for a day's time when they're trying to pull this thing half a day or all day long? How can they hold up? And to make it easier on those two mules, pulling that hay mower is that to yoke them together. That way one mule is not pulling any harder than the other mule. They're yoked together, put some, these harnesses around their neck, but they tie them together with these harnesses. And that way when the mule pulls that mower, they're pulling together. One's not outworking the other. One's not lagging behind because they're yoked together. One can't lag behind, and it makes it easier on them to pull the hay mower or anything else they're pulling because they're coming alongside each other. And that's what Jesus says to us. Just yoke up with me. Come alongside me, he says, and let's work together. Let's pull this weight that you have on you, this stuff that's causing you to be weary, causing you to be burdened. He said, you just yoke up with me. You just come along beside me. And let me pull it with you, and then we can work together in this thing. So again, he's not saying, hey, yoke up with me, come alongside me, and let me pull this weight with you. He doesn't say, I'll pull it for you. 
And it doesn't say, I'll pull it away from you. It's, I'll pull it with you. And so, again, he's not saying he's going to take it away. He's just said he's going to do something about it. Pull it with us or us pull it with him. And so he doesn't take it away from work. He just makes the work manageable. Just like those two mules pulling that hay mower, the work becomes manageable for two. That would be unmanageable, unmanageable for one. And as they yoke together, one doesn't outpull the other. They pull the load together. And that's what Jesus invites us to do with him. Just come alongside me. Let's pull this load together. And this is called discipleship. Learning how to be more like Jesus every day as a result of coming alongside him, letting him work with us, and us work with him. So he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn what, Jesus? Learn how to gain knowledge from Jesus through formal teaching, but also from experience. Formal teaching would be Jesus, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you, you find many times that Jesus would sit down with his disciples out on a mountainside, and we have what we call Sermon on the Mount. Many times he would sit down with them in the place called a synagogue, and he would teach them. Many times you find he was in the temple teaching. You would find him at a, a place somewhere around the countryside or in a house, and people are listening, and he's teaching. So there were many times that Jesus would sit down with people and just teach them in a formal setting, whether it's in the temple, a synagogue, in a home, on the streets, or on a mountainside, but gather people around, hey, y'all come listen to me, he would say, let me just teach you. And so we read many times about where he would do that. But sometimes he would teach them through experience. Sometimes the best lesson we learn is through experience. Can you ever think back how a parent or maybe a teacher or, or some other person older than us at the time would say, now, don't do this because here's what's going to happen. And maybe they told it to us many, many times, but lo and behold, what would we do? Go out and do exactly what they said don't do. And we learn from that then the experience that, oh, now I see why mama said don't do that. Now I see why daddy said don't do that. Now I see why they meant what they meant by don't go there because it won't work out so good. And now that I went through that and learned the experience of it, I get it now. And Jesus the same way. He would sit the disciples down and says, now here's some formal teaching. Here's what to do. Here's what don't do. But sometimes the disciples then had to learn the hard way, just like we had to learn. Can you think of any experiences, let's see, a few experiences of the disciples where they learned by experience rather than some formal teaching, some, some event, some experience that you remember reading, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, where they learned something by experience. All right. There you go. Yeah. Feeding of the 5,000. He had already done the teaching, the formal teaching. But now the disciples said, hey, it's getting late in the day, Jesus. These people need to go home and eat. You feed them. What are we going to feed them? You figure it out, you know, basically. And so they found, they went about, found some bread, found some fish. Said, Here it is. It's all we got. What do we do now? And so he, he multiplied it, as you know, the miracle, and fed up to 5,000. And so that was an experience. They learned something by that experience. They learned to obey Jesus, trust Jesus, have faith in Jesus, and all those things. So the feeding of the 5,000, any others? All right, brought Lazarus back from the dead. The sisters had sent for him. 
Mary and Martha had sent for Jesus. Hey, come home. Lazarus is sick. You need to come home and heal him. He knew he was sick, and he waited three more days before he went to see him. Intentionally let the man die. Why? So he could teach them something by experience. He had been in their home before. He would be in their home again before the crucifixion. And yet here he was saying, I'm going to wait this thing out. I'm going to let Lazarus die so I can teach them something through experience of happening. And so, you know, the rest of the story brought him back from the dead and the faith come. Uh, yes. Healed a blind man. Yeah, several blind men. Uh, uh, you know, rub in their eyes. Uh, one time, you know how he healed one blind man one time? Spit in the dirt. Got the dirt and spit in it. Made mud out of it. And put, put it in the man's eyes. How unique is that? <laughs> so yeah, healing of the blind man. Peter on the water. Lord, let me step out and come to you. Come on, Peter. <laughs> Can't you imagine the other 11 in the boat saying, wait, hold on, what are you doing? You crazy? I mean, Jesus can walk on water, but you can't. We see him, but you can't do this. Well, he did until he saw the waves and began to sink and the lesson that comes out of that. And so all those experiences that they experienced, we do it that way too sometimes, don't we? Sometimes we read his word and we say, yep, I know what you're talking about. You're talking to me, aren't you? Yeah, okay. I'm going to start doing that. Oh, you're talking to me over here too. Okay, there's something I need to quit doing. Okay, I'm going to quit. And we go through the day or the week, and Jesus says, here's something to do, here's something don't do. We say, okay, and lo and behold, there we go. We don't do what he says to do. We do what he says don't do, and, and we do the opposite. And so Jesus has to come along and say, you knew what you should do, and you knew what you shouldn't do, but you did just the opposite. What am I going to do to get your attention? Oh, I know. And in comes something in our life. Boy, we think, where'd that come from? <laughs> Why did that happen? What, what's going on here? And as we back up and we begin to learn from that experience, I got it now, Jesus. <laughs> you, you told me, you tried to teach me formally by reading your word. I saw it, it's right there. <sighs> and I didn't obey. So here it comes. <laughs> I will now, after that experience. And so, yeah. Yeah, just so many, isn't it? So many examples of things that went on there in their days and our days. And so Jesus said to learn from me, just gained through formal teaching, through through the Word, but also gained from experience. So let's back it all up, tie it all back together here. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, make uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we became a disciple, and we're out trying to bring others into be a disciple. And then he, when he says to us as a disciple, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. So we have that uh, hard and difficult circumstances, that exhaustion, those, those weights we're carrying around, I'll give you rest, uh, the, the refreshing, the relief from anxiety. But then he says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, come up beside me, let's work this together, let's go through this together. I'm not going to say I'm going to take the problem away from you. I'm not going to take all these burdens off of you. I'm just going to walk through it with you and carry them together with you. And therefore, you're going to find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, you're going to have something to do, yoked up to me, walking beside me, but it's going to be easy. It's going to be light. So what do we get the results of here? 
So when we come to Jesus in this relationship, we're building a relationship with Jesus. That's discipleship. Just knowing about him, growing together with him. Those that are married for years know, usually know more about your spouse than you did in that first year of marriage. Right? How come? How'd that happen? Aren't you around them a long time? Yeah, the relationship is growing. You're just learning more about the other person. Sometimes I hear people say they can almost complete the sentence of the other person. You know, another person starts a sentence and the other one almost finishes it for them because I know what they're going to say and, that, you know, their actions. Well, that ought, that's how it ought to be with Jesus. He says, come to me in a relationship, and the more we are closer to him, the more we're going to know about him, and we're going to know more about how he would act or react in a certain situation based on what we know about him in a relationship. So, as we come to him in a relationship, here's one thing we do. We find rest for our souls. We may still have work to do. We will have work to do. But we're going to find rest for our souls because he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, I'm not going to make life difficult for you by coming with me. I'm going to let you find rest for your souls. It might not be physical rest because you're going to be out there doing something for me, he said, but you're going to have rest for your souls because you won't be weary about it. You won't be burdened about it. You won't be upset over it. You're going to be serving me, he says, and we're going to work together on it because I called you to me in a relationship, and when you come to me in a relationship, we're going to work together. You're not going to be working for me. You're going to be working with me. And so we work together with him. We learn through his teaching, whether it's formal or informal. We learn through experiences. And in the end, he gives us something to do for him, with him, because he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. When Jesus calls us into doing his will, denying self, taking up a cross daily and following him, he's giving us something to do in life. We all have spiritual gifts. Every one of us in this room has spiritual gifts. At least one, some more than one, depending on what God gives us. It's, it's multiple so many times. And as he gives us gifts to serve him, we begin to use that gift and service for him as a disciple. And so we're just walking through life using our spiritual gifts, serving Jesus, working for him, doing what he wants us to do, coming alongside him and working together all the way through life as a disciple. And so sometimes what happens is we get weary, we get burdened, and we say, you know, this thing Jesus called me to do, I don't like it anymore. In fact, I don't want to do it anymore. In fact, I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to sit down, and I'm going to let, I don't know, I'll let Chuck do it. Because I don't want to do it anymore. It's just gotten heavy for me. It's gotten burdened to me. I'm weary over it. I'm anxious over it. I'm, I'm just tired of it. I, I, you know, I'm not going to do it. And so if we were following Jesus through that, he said, wait, hold on. <laughs> my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so sometimes what we do is that we think or we believe Jesus is calling to do something. We get in our minds, I think this is what Jesus wants me to do. I just believe God's calling me to do that because, you know, I just I woke up one morning and 
I had it on my mind, and, and I think that's what God wants me to do. Uh, one night I read a verse, and I think that's what God wants me to do. One time, I, one time I saw something on TV, and I think that's what God wants me to do. Uh, somebody called me at a certain time in a certain way, and uh, I think that's what God wants me to do. And so we, we get in our mind, we think that's what he wants, we believe that's what he wants, but did he want that? Because we're, weary, we're to the point that we're weary and we're burdened and we're just going to sit down, we're going to let somebody else do it. Did he call us to do it in the first place? If he did, then why are we so weary over it? Why are we so burdened over it? Why is it that, Jesus, you call me something to too, that's just too hard? This, this burden that you put on me to do this, it's just too heavy. I can't handle it. I can't do it. And said, did I call you to do that in the first place? Or did you just set out to do that because you just felt like it was the right thing to do, a good thing to do, the appropriate thing to do, it's what I want to do, or did I call you to do it? You see what I'm saying? So he says, when you come to me, you're going to find rest for your souls. And when you come to me, I'm going to give you something to do, but it's going to be easy and the burden's going to be light because we're going to work together. We're just going to be like two mules pulling a hay rake, a hay mower, and we're going to work together on it. It's not going to be too hard for you. You're not going to get weary over it. You're not going to get burdened over it. You're not going to want to quit because you're going to find that it's easy and the burden is light and we're working together through life. Are, are you there tonight? Have you found that here's what God has called me to do and I'm doing what God's called me to do and we work on this thing together. He uh, we're just right together as a team, and we just work together as Jesus and me, and I just follow him, and he, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I don't get weary over it. I don't get tired over it. I don't get uh, just, just uh, I'm ready to uh, head it up to here with it because I'm working together with Jesus. Are we there, or, or do we need to get there? It all began with come to me. And maybe we just need to come to him tonight in a closer walk with him and say, Lord, it's heavy. It's a burden. It's hard. Whatever it is, <laughs> all of life, it's just piling up on me. And I'm trying to carry it. And he says, quit. Let's work together on it, whatever it is. Let me carry it with you. Let's pull this load together. And he says, I may not take it away from you, but I'll help you carry it, and we'll just carry it together. So this week, just just let him carry the stuff with you, whatever the stuff is. You know, we can go in all kind of words and all kind of things going on in your life, but just let him walk beside you. Let let him be close to you in a relationship, and just work together on it, whatever it is. Okay.